Hey, Train 2.0 show listeners. This is part three of the mega podcast day, where today I'm talking about thinking and blade mechanics. Now, in the second part, the last episode, I talked about stick blade mechanics. In this episode, I'm going to talk about skate blade mechanics. Now, the interesting thing with skate blade mechanics is and stick blade mechanics is that, you know, it's funny because not a lot of people have even really considered them. They just kind of have, as Elon Musk says, reason by analogy, meaning that someone else told them something, they look at someone else, and then they come up with these conclusions based off of just that, just what other people say. What's happened for me in the last little bit here is... I've boiled things down to first principles, meaning I look really clearly at what is, what is physically present as part of the skate and the skate blade. And it's like absolutely incredible because when you boil things down to that, you come up with a whole bunch of really novel insights that I haven't heard in hockey. And just on that note, I want to talk about something that boggles my mind and and actually kind of bothers me, is that every once in a while, I'll say something like, I've found a new idea or I've found a new concept. And I'll get someone who I I understand is really actually trying to help. And they'll say, oh no, so-and-so taught that 25 years ago. So you're not new. And I agree, it's not new. Because if you're reasoning from first principles, there should be no new ideas. It's something that always existed. But, it, but okay, someone taught this 25 years ago. Someone somewhere in a place I've never heard of taught this 25 years ago. How is that fucking helping anyone today? Yeah, okay, great, it's on a DVD somewhere collecting dust why isn't this on YouTube why isn't this in a podcast version why isn't this in a blog why can't someone find it that's why I'm hell-bent right now on creating as much content as possible because if I die (laughs) I want someone to be able to create an AI version of me once that technology is available and which I assume is possible if I create enough content of myself to then clean up this mess of hockey. And really what I'm saying here, I know I'm going a little off the rails, is that the content should exist and it should be accessible. If someone is looking for it, you should be able to find it. Like, I, I, I've done my research. I think you guys all know I do my research. I watch video nonstop. I'm checking Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on YouTube. And look, no one taught me about this. I've looked, it's not there. Oh, it's in a book that you can't buy anywhere? Great, that's not helpful to anyone. That's only helpful to the random book collector somewhere. So if you have an idea, share it. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to get across here is that If you have an idea, if you have a new novel insight, share it. Get off your ass, get off your ego, 
and share the idea. Don't send me an email saying that this is something that was already done. Share the idea. Put it out there. You make your own blog post. Put it on Facebook, Instagram. If it's good and you write well, it'll have wings. Anyway, like I said, I'm, I'm getting off topic. I'm going to divert back to the, the first topic here, which is that skate mechanics. So this may not be something new, especially since I'm reasoning up from first principles, but no one has shared it. So here I go. Really interesting, cool thing about the skate blade is that it has a profile to it. It's curved. It's a rocker. So if you just tilt your, let's, let's all imagine our right foot, because I imagine it's our dominant foot for the most part. Let's say you're on your right foot and you get on your inside edge. Okay, so you tilt your, you pronate your foot, you tilt it to the inside. What happens is you're now on the rocker. And so the rocker has a radius. And that radius, the more you tilt it, the more blade is on the ice, and the less you tilt it, the less blade is on the ice. Just based on the way that the, the blade is, I assume. And then correct me if I'm wrong on any of this stuff too, by the way. So if I tilt my ankle to the right, I automatically turn left. <laughs> no, sorry, if I tilt my ankle to the inside edge, I turn left. I'm on my right foot. If I just tilt my angle, ankle, one or two degrees to the right, I'm now skating to the right or gliding to the right. So do you see that with a really tiny change of ankle movement, you can be going left and then right with a very small change. I'm, I'm pausing there to let that sink in because I think a lot of people think that turning is something different. That turning is like, there's, only, there's either tight turns, crossovers, or you're skating in a straight line. <laughs> but as I talked about in my blog article and video, the five transition skills, there's a whole nother world of transition skills like tenant twos, like inside to outside edge rolls, like, like uh, Goudreau's, like Crosby pushes, like McKinnon shuffles, uh, like anchors, like Dalene strides, like, oh boy, extended anchors. Like there's a whole nother world. And that's, and that is what the hockey wizards have figured out. Fuck the forward stride, guys. Fuck it. Like, yeah, it's important. I, I get it. Like, I have, a, I have a great forward stride, so maybe I undervalue it. Like, if I need to go from A to B, I, can, I know I can literally beat most people in the world. So maybe I take it for granted. Like, Alex Edler... No, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not going to say anything there, but I did beat him pretty badly in a race. But he's not the fastest NHLer. My point is, is that... My God, there's a whole nother world of skating there. And it comes down to understanding the rocker of the blade. 
So like I say, from just a tilt for a couple degrees to the inside, you're going left. A couple degrees to the outside, and you're going right. Now what's happening if most people can't even use their outside edge, or, or really don't know how to use their outside edge? You're literally cutting off like 50% of your movement. Let that sink in. Now everyone can kind of balance on their outside edge, but not many people can control their outside edge. A lot of people can do the outside edge, you know, long, slow glides, but not many people know how to let their ankle go soft and weak and, and supinate and literally roll to that outside edge and have control. They don't know how to plant the outside edge and then orient their body to use centripetal force to stay upright. But that is the secret of the hockey wizards. It is like the secret. Like when you, when you look at McDavid and you can see the angle he achieves leaning over, that's outside edge control. That's relaxation through the ankle on the outside edge. And this really allows him fine grain control at speed. Because like I said before, the typical thought with, with skating is that there's like maybe forwards crossovers, backwards crossovers, pivots, tight turns, skating forward and skating backwards. That's kind of it. These other transitional skills just don't really exist in the minds of most power skating instructors, at least as far as I understand and as far as I was taught, which is by some pretty good power skating instructors, I think. So with that, we're really giving up, like I said, about 50% of your, your movement. And, and so what I would find was when I got to speed, because everything was so tense and I thought that turning left and right meant moving my whole body and pushing my legs, I didn't have this fine-grained control of my movement through my ankles. I couldn't change direction in the blink of an eye with no tension because I didn't know how to use my ankles to get on the rocker. In changing that, everything changed. Understanding how the rocker on the inside edge and outside edge works changes everything. It changes passing mechanics, it changes shooting mechanics, it changes how much tension you need in your ankles, which then changes how much tension you need in your whole body. So a big part of what we're doing at Train 2.0 is reverse engineering what these hockey wizards are doing for their transitional movements, their left-right movements. And then if you boil that down to first principles, what it is is it's the ability to align the skeleton over the blade in the, in the least tension-producing way possible. And so if you understand how the rocker of the blade works, you can understand that you can generate centripetal force on the curve. Because if I tilt the blade over to the right, remember on my right foot, so I'm skating to the left, there's a turn to the left, my center of mass goes to the left. And the reason it's able to do that is because of the centripetal force of the turn that comes from the rocker.
Same thing on the outside edge. So if I tilt to the outside edge of my right foot and I lean to the right, the centripetal force of the turn from the rocker of the outside edge keeps me from falling over. This simple fact is what the hockey wizards, the downhill skaters, leverage every time they step on the ice. Let's contrast that to power skating. I don't think power skaters think of the blade as rockered, as this thing that if you glide on it, on the edge, it creates a curve, and that you can leverage that curve for shooting, passing, and increasing your speed. The way I was taught by plenty of very good power skaters, and I really don't intend to knock them, they do their best in the paradigm that they are in. They just haven't gone to this level and they haven't had these high level demands placed on them of being a pro athlete, of being a pro player. So they don't understand that there's, there's more of a need here. But if you look at, or at least this is how I absorbed it, I, and I feel like other people have absorbed it this way too, is that the blade is like a flat thing. Yes, there's a rocker for a turning, but other than that, it's just a flat thing. So when you push, you're pushing. Like, if you want to go forward, you push back. If you want to go left, you push right. It's always this push. There's a flat thing, and the rocker is kind of this inconvenience. So when you, when you wonder why some players look choppy, or some players don't have this agility, or some players don't, understand or or are really filled with tension it's really not their fault either so that's you it's not your fault either it's that no one taught you the idea of the rockered blade and how you can really leverage it so that's what the downhill skating system is all about it's how can you use the rocker to put your body on a curvature like, like riding on a rail, going around a corner, so that you can leverage the centripetal force and then lean your body over. When you lean your body over, it's like skating downhill. And you take all the effort out of away from skating fast. And that's what McDavid's doing. That's what you see Barzell doing on his crossovers. Skating downhill. It's always easier skating downhill. So you can access, right now you can access the downhill skating system as just a standalone product, but I'm gonna be wrapping that into the Train 2.0 membership soon. And the Train 2.0 membership is, the price is going up to $97 a month or $9.97 a year. And I'm doing that in on June 1st. So if you want to get in on this and take advantage, you might want to do that before June 1st. The interesting thing is that, and, and, and what I really want to communicate as clearly as possible is that just if you, if you can't afford the downhill skating system, I have published all my thoughts online in some form or another, YouTube, blog, vlog, Instagram, so if you're willing to do the work, you can uncover what 
I've uncovered. And the way, quite frankly, that I make my living is with the membership. That allows me to dedicate full time to doing this, to researching hockey players and providing you with these insights. And so I, I do charge for that because we, we've put a lot of work into the membership area. And the idea is that if you need to do this faster, if you need to learn it faster and you want the, the curated version, it's still going to be hard work. It's all hard work. I'm not trying to lie to you and say it's going to be, it's going to be easier. It's just as hard. But that's in the membership area, step by step, how to learn these transition skills, how to get the really understand the rocker of the blade and how to change direction and skate fast downhill with the least amount of tension and effort as possible. But like I said, if you're listening to this and you're not a member or you can't be a member yet or you're not sure if it's for you, I have those resources online for you and I'm going to continue to share them to you because I think that's the way it should be. You can find this out on yourself and I don't want any, I don't want, I hate, I hate this. I don't want anyone to be listening to this and thinking, oh crap, I can't get the membership. I can't get the downhill skating system. So I may as well just give up. No, it's out there. So if you're really serious about this, I have that, I have those resources. Go search my Instagram page. Go check out my, 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 my YouTube videos. Search my blog. Use the right keywords. Do the work. You can find out what I'm talking about. And if you would like to join the membership and support what we're doing here and you get the benefit of learning faster, I'd love to welcome you. Really, it's like my pride and joy. So all you need to do, either way, is understand that the rocker of the blade has very different implications, whether you're leaning one way or the other way. It follows that leaning one way is going to allow you to turn and pick up speed at the same time. Leveraging this is how the hockey wizards skate downhill. If you can figure this out, you can really reach another level, just like what they're doing. Thank you for listening.